Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, everybody. It's me, Will. And real quick before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I have a new story I wrote that is out there in the world for you to listen to. It is on a podcast called Nighty Night with Rabia Chaudhry. And uh, Rabia narrates the story herself. It is a story called Cancellation Day, a modern retelling of uh, Shirley Jackson's story, The Lottery. So if you're familiar with that, you might have some idea of uh, where this story goes. Um, but uh, Rabia, if you're not familiar, and you should be, is one of the people who got that podcast serial uh, kicked off a number of years ago, telling the story of Idnan Syed, which I personally was a tremendous fan of and view as really the catalyst for the modern true crime boom. Um, Rabia has continued to do a million podcasts, including Undisclosed, one of the biggest true crime podcasts in the world, and now is getting into horror anthology podcasts. And she and her producer, DJ, reached out to me and asked me if I'd have an interest in writing an episode. And I said yes. So it's on the feed right now. Cancellation Day, narrated by Rabia herself. And it was uh, incredibly flattering to be asked and a lot of fun to write for. So I really hope that you enjoy the story. I'm dropping links in the show notes right here so you can get directly to it. But Nighty Night is available everywhere where you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, look up Nighty Night. Dig into all the stories. But in particular, I really hope you enjoy Cancellation Day, everybody. Uh, now, on to Guide to the Unknown. Are you prepared? Yes. You may begin. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about the Sally House in Kansas, one of the many most haunted houses in America. The many most haunted houses. Well, you know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of things that say they're the most haunted house in America. I actually, I really like that. I I, I wasn't uh, going to try to rip apart your choice of language. I think yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah. Because everybody says they're the most haunted. Yeah. Ultimately, Absolutely. you know, we've talked about haunted houses on the show before, mm -hmm. and I think my thoughts are still the same as they've always been, that it's just a really, really, really great marketing tactic. Mm -hmm. And I think from the limited stuff that I know about the Sally House sitting before you, yes, that I feel the same way about this place, yes. although you're going to be telling us the, the real history of it, so maybe my thoughts will change. I don't really think so. I didn't really find such compelling evidence okay. for uh, the, the veracity of the claims. I know, I know but a few things. I've managed to avoid personally learning about the Sally House because I'm going to be doing like, you know, reviews from actual people who have gone there and, and pop culture right. reactions and things like that. And Kristen's going to talk about the history of this episode. But to let the cat out of the bag, we're also yes. for Patreon this week going to be doing another Ghost Adventures Adventures, mm -hmm. where we watch and talk about Zach Bagans and his team going to the Sally House. Yeah. So I have seen that episode. Right. Already. You know what I watched? I threw a little curveball. I watched the Screaming Room edition of that episode. I'll throw you a curveball right back. You did? did I you also watched thing? that. Yeah. Did you watch the bo both episodes or uh, what? Kristen, I watched both. <laughs> 
okay, great. I don't know then if it was a great use of my time, but we'll we'll get to that. On, we'll get to what Zach Bagans did yes. on Patreon.com slash GTTUPod this coming Monday. That's right. Um, but on that show, certainly they do not do a great job, I don't think, mm-hmm. of, of telling the story of the Sally house. Right. Like why it's haunted in the first place. Exactly. So I'm very excited to have you explain it to me here and, and great. You explain this. Okay. I'm going to let her rip. All right. First of all, I want to thank my friend Dave, who also listens to the show and suggested that we cover the Sally house. So thank you very much, Dave. Yeah. Thanks Dave. Yeah. Dave. Okay. <laughs> Does so, that sound indignant enough? Yeah. Thanks, like Dave. I, now, cause for you, you can thank him for the idea, but for me, I can blame him. Uh huh. For having to watch at least two episodes of I Ghost mean, Adventures. He, you did that to yourself. Dave certainly did not do that to you. I so. have done it myself. You have done it yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to take it yeah. out on you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great boy. Okay. So, the Sally House is in Atchison, Kansas, and it is now a historic building that does tours, and it leans way into its haunted reputation. So, this isn't somewhere like the Conjuring House, where there's a family that lives there or anything. It's uninhabited, but they will do historic and haunted tours. Um, Atchison, Kansas likes this so much that it has a dedicated page on visitatchison.com for the Sally house. And they actually have a whole haunted Atchison section. They do. Which is cool. Why are you dipping into my visitatchison.com? What are you talking about? Was there a movie? No, about- there, there's, there's almost, I have almost nothing to tell you. <laughs> there's nothing. Oh. So uh, I thought you were going to tell me why the house is haunted and I'm I'd tell you about to. human interactions with it, which naturally brought me to looking at the fact that you can stay there and the website and all this and that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm just breezing by that cuz I started to take note and then I was like, well, Will's going to Listen, do that, that. you're the one who copped the attitude with me. <laughs> so why are you dipping into my visit atchison.com? I don't know. Maybe the li- the lines weren't clearly drawn enough. Huh. And who drew the lines? I don't know. Both of us. I don't know. It's on tape. No, we no, recorded no, it. no, no. You drew the lines. You are held in contempt of Guide to the Unknown. You can eat shit. Whoa. Um, so. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Okay. All right. We can't, we can't devour each other like this. You're right. We have a show to do. <laughs> um, Save the fight for all <laughs> That's right. Uh, so in Atchison, they do all kinds of stuff. They do haunted trolley tours because there are a lot of old homes there. And it was an old pioneering town. But of course, the Sally House is the crown jewel because it's often called the most haunted home in America. Right. So this is obviously like the thing for Atchison, Kansas. So what even is the deal here? How did it get haunted? The house was built in the 1800s, and its namesake is a little girl named Sally who passed away during an appendectomy gone wrong. Oh. Yes. Um, she didn't – so, you know, like a lot of haunted house stories, there are some different versions, um, but it starts off pretty much the same. That Sally didn't actually live in the house, but a local surgeon did, somebody who lived there and worked there like worked out of their home. And one day Sally and her mother came in because Sally was in extreme pain. It was decided that her appendix needed to be, uh, needed to come out like ASAP and they were worried that it was going to burst. So the doctor started operating as soon as he could, but it was a little bit before the anesthesia had fully kicked in. Um, And so Sally screamed and screamed and screamed until sadly she died. Oh my God. So then there are these variations on the story. 
Uh, there are people who say that the doctor was having an affair with the mother, and that was why she brought uh, her daughter right to this doctor. Um, then add on to that, some people say that the mother was black, and this was in the 1800s when people were like not cool with interracial relationships and like generally black people in general. Um, and so that was a little bit of a scandal. And they say that after Sally died, the mother attacked the doctor and doing that somehow resulted in her death. Like oh. he fought back or whatever. God. And that they both haunt the house, that they call it Sally's house or the Sally house, but it's actually Sally and her mother. And there have been some reports of um, like an older woman yeah. doing things too. So that would kind of slot into that. Um, and then even further people sometimes add on to it and say that the doctor moved away after this incident incident like got the hell out of dodge but he may have buried sally and her mother's bodies on the property oh so that would kick up these instances of paranormal activity because not only do they have an emotional connection to this house but maybe their bodies are physically physically there on the property which is almost classic ghost stuff right. of like you know in a, in a horror movie the the solution would be find their bodies and give them a proper burial mm-hmm. and that would allow their spirits to move on i think that's done you know like in the ring and yes one missed call i don't know why those are the two that come to mind what happens in one missed call that I is the remember. one where uh you get a phone call Oh, no, you find you look at your phone, I believe, and it says you've already missed a uh, call, but you've got a voicemail. Okay. So you've got one missed call, and it went straight to voicemail, and when you listen to the voicemail, it is your last moments alive. Oh, right. So you are hearing the moment of your death. Mm-hmm. And I do believe similar to The Ring, because I'm, I'm sure that it was probably, you know, a, a copy of The Ring. Right. Um, it's all being done by a little girl who died and is able to manipulate electronics mm-hmm. just like Sadako did with videotapes. This right. little girl does with phones. And you find the girl's body and you got to give her a proper burial to let her spirit move on. It's like almost a, a copy and paste. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe that's sort of um, a potential situation Mm-hmm. Here, this is a, a very much a one missed call type situation, is what I'm telling you. Oh, absolutely! It's very much a copy and paste. Totally a copy and paste. The other thing I want to say is Sally House is spelled S A L L I E. Conventionally, the name Sally would be S A L L Y. Right. So I, I found that to be kind of curious. Maybe it's just old timey spelling. Maybe even in watching some shows about it, I've seen. In the subtitles, it'll say, I'm going to Sally House, mm-hmm. S-A-L-L-I-E. Yeah. And then as soon as people start going, that little girl Sally died here, it'll they say S-A-L-L-Y. So That's weird. Seems the caption to... person can't connect the dots? I know. It was a little a little strange, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just something to point out. Huh. Interesting. Um, so this all happened supposedly in the 1800s, and yet there are no like reported incidents of hauntings until 1993. Now other people have lived in the house before this and everything, but when Tony and Deborah Pickman move in a young couple at the time uh, with a baby, the haunting starts and strange incidents start happening. Their dog seems to growl at nothing, especially near the upstairs nursery fires break out here and there. So I guess they'll be doing their jiffy pop and all of a sudden, that goes up in flames. Just sudden fires with no discernible Experience. cause. Yeah. 
Huh. Or no, yeah, no, no reason. I don't know his experience. Um, but it seemed like Tony, the father, kind of got the worst of it. He would get scratches on his chest and abdomen. And he said that there was one time that he was walking by the stairs when he was lifted and then pushed by a force that he couldn't explain. Oh. And so when that happened, he decided it was really time for him and his family to move out of the house because it's getting too scary, even though nothing bad is happening to his wife and baby. Who knows whether this will escalate or not. Mm-hmm. So we got a skadoosh. Um, <laughs> he used those words. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kung Fu Panda had just come out. <laughs> Does Kung Zeitgeist. Fu Panda say skadoosh? I believe so. It's it's some Jack Black vehicle. Yeah, de- there definitely is. I can hear Jack Black yeah. saying skadoosh. If it was, well, you One said 90, skadoosh. you said it was in the, the 90s, right? Yeah, 93. So he, he probably would have actually said, uh, this haunting does not make me Randy. Baby, yeah. I don't even know if that's true. 93, that seems early. 93, so what would he have said? Mm. Um, A ghost? (laughs) I'll believe it uh, when monkeys fly out of my butt. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. (laughs) So I'm just trying to imagine which popular comedy he would have referenced as we ran out of the house. (laughs) Which Mike Myers vehicle he he would have referenced. Exactly, and then later Jack Black. Yes, naturally. Um, So... They uh, so they start telling people about this experience and everything that they were living in this haunted house, and then it so and they did some appearances. They were on like radio shows. They did a TV show called Sightings, um, and then in 2010, Deborah, his wife, wrote a book called The Sally House Haunting: A True Story. Mm. So this was 17 years later. I find that kind of surprising. I would think that almost like Amityville Horror, yeah. I would expect them to cash in immediately. Yeah, instantly use it. Yeah. The implication there is then that, you know, maybe maybe they really believe that this happened, whether or not it happened, right. right? And you know that I don't believe it happened. Right. So if they believe it happened, then maybe they wouldn't be like, boy, do I want to write a book on it? They'd be like, no, this is just a horrible yeah. thing that occurred. By having, how much time passed before she wrote the book? 17 years. 17 years. By having 17 years pass before you decide to cash in. Right. Maybe you're like, there's enough space between me and what happened that now I can handle this. I don't, I don't know. That is interesting. That's... But they did talk about it places. Right. You know, so... I'm not sure, but I was surprised to see how long a gap there was in between. Yeah. Um, So here is the description of the book from Amazon. This is the firsthand account of what Tony and Deborah Pickman and their newborn son, Taylor, experienced in the now notorious Sally House. From the day they moved in to the turn of the century haunted... Oh, from the day they moved into the turn of the century haunted house until they finally fled in terror. The story of the Sally House and the fire-starting ghost girl who haunted it has sparked endless rumors and theories of murder, cover-ups, racism, and abuse. But the Pickmans know the real story because they lived it and barely made it out alive. Now, for the first time, Tony and Deborah reveal untold stories from their ordeal. They describe Sally's seemingly protective fascination with their baby and tell what it was like to live with menacing entities that scratched, bit, and terrorized their family. Along with historical research, the Pikmins share personal photographs and journal entries from their time spent living in the nightmare house that still haunts them today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So reviews were uh, kind of mixed on this book, and I decided to pull from Amazon a five-star review sure. and a one-star review. 
I didn't get a 2.5. Okay. I just realized that could have rounded we, we things have the out. Polls. But what are we going to do? It's it's funny, though. Like, I guess, I don't know. A 2.5 star review of just being like, pretty good, just don't like how it's written. You know, <laughs> yeah, or something, I know. You know like, I don't know. Yeah, something where it's like, how do, how does that mean that you enjoyed it at all then? Right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is from Tabitha, this five-star review. It's five out of five, a must-read for true paranormal. Bought, used, and could not tell. I thought it was a mistake, and they sent a new one. But the book is great. She makes you feel you're in the room as you read it. It's not truly scary, but no book has really scared me. Takes a lot to scare me. I'd never heard If Hallie House, and I'm glad I read... Oh, no. I had never heard If Hallie House, and glad I read this. (laughs) I have Googled this house and watched other things on it. A must-read for all true paranormal out there. So I think it's funny that twice it's puzzling <laughs> they just wrote for true paranormal for true paranormal because i when i read the headline of it i was like okay they're just they forgot to write a word or something yeah but it's twice so yeah. just true paranormal maybe we are true paranormal because we're into it i guess so i think or according- are they saying true act true stories of the paranormal you no, know? a must read for all true paranormal out there right so yeah paranormal fans mm-hmm. we are the paranormal right weird Eh, Weird. Yes. Um, now we have one st- one out of five stars from Nick Clow. <laughs> Disappointing. I was looking forward to reading this book, but it was a big disappointment. It feels like a big tease where the author repeats herself over and over. Her one-side conversations with Sally are very tiresome, and the whole time the reader keeps waiting for some further developments. I agree with the reviewer who wished that her husband had written the story, or at least given more input besides one short chapter titled Tony's Perspective. At the very end, she admits that the house has something evil about it, and that the little girl most probably is just a bait. That being said, the last two chapters are a little more interesting, but I definitely do not recommend this book. Was a bait. I know. That's interesting. I would like, I would, yeah. How would she be bait, exactly? Because I have come across the perspective and they do talk about it in ghost adventures a little bit the idea that there is a demon maybe controlling sally or something or that they're just two separate entities who both happen to live in the house where sally is haunting it too but the demon is doing the bad stuff like scratching people and things like that so uh, but i don't i can't imagine how she'd be bait i know you you don't move in with like the exciting promise of a little ghost girl and then they've got you right it's on kindle i'm delivering a sample to my phone right now okay and i'm sure the sample won't include the last two yeah i (laughs) would imagine not but uh i I just man yeah i've got the preface i don't know are you curious i mean i can't promise you that what i'll read will be let's give it a go um okay and uh, uh, Or introduction. Let's do the introduction. Okay. The story of Sally, the infamous Heartland ghost, attracts endless rumors and theories of murder, cover-ups, racism, and abuse. All the makings of a horror movie. But this is no movie. This is our life. The facts surrounding the house, its occupants, and neighbors, according to news articles, deeds, obituaries, and other legal documentation, are not as innocent as they may have seemed to be. Tony and I had numerous paranormal experiences, and he was repeatedly attacked by what many have deemed the spirit of a little girl. Why bother now? The house and its entities deemed uh, the house and its entities demand to be acknowledged for what we know now know was more than just attention. And the purpose of our story is to make facts and information available to those who need it. 
Our story begins in 1993 where we were a young married couple. Let me see how far I can get, honestly, okay. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a chapter before it all began. Yeah, I don't think I can go that far. I wanted to see if she would give a hint of like, yeah. but then we discovered X. Why don't you see if at the end of the introduction she says that? Agreed. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> if you have an open mind, you are more apt to grow comfortable with the idea that anything is possible once all logical factors have been ruled out again and again. You are left only with one conclusion then. A truly unsettling, a truly unsettling one supernatural and or unnatural forces exist with the knowledge of how I have reacted in certain situations. I feel comfortable in stating that most people in a similar situation would react and think in a similar manner. This is what my intuition is based on when it comes to identifying whether someone is being honest when describing experiences to me, especially if they are the sole witness to the paranormal phenomenon. Lastly, and perhaps a significant point of interest, is that the name of this ghost can be spelled two different ways. Oh, Sally, well. i.e., and Sally, Y. Having only been aware of the latter spelling, it was used in my journal and on the drawing Tony did of the little female spirit he saw in the kitchen. Through our research, it was realized there was another spelling reflecting a different time period. The ending of IE has since been adopted throughout the rest of this book and in all subsequent references. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an older spelling. It's olden times, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Just how like they used to spell William, W-I-L-L-Y-U-M. Yeah, William. Right. Of course. It's an older spelling. Yeah. Um, Far yummier spelling. Yes, of course. So yeah, so no clarity on how Sally was bait. No, no, it seems I'd have to... I mean, perhaps later in the book. Perhaps purchase the full book. Don't do that. I could do it for the show. I mean, sure, if you want to. Should we find out? All right, sure. All right, let me, let me, I'll, I'll work on that while you continue. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, because I'm just about done. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There's not that much to it. Okay. Um, so... People since then, because the Pikmins brought attention to the house and the haunting, um, have come in for investigations, ghost investigations, psychics and mediums have come in, and a lot of people have found things. So really, there's much more to talk about as far as what people have found since than the base story. Like, the base story is really kind of a small thing. Yeah. Um, But since then, people have felt things uh like being scratched the same way that tony has people have seen objects move around the room the area that people are are walking around in has felt cold um video and investigative equipment would just stop working yeah bad you know typical stuff batteries that were full all of a sudden being totally drained um physical touches and multiple trained uh, guide dogs specifically refusing to enter the nursery. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I was actually just watching, um, I've been hooked on true crime for one of the first times, maybe ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Bobby recommended a channel to me called Jim can't swim on YouTube that analyzes like police interrogation footage. And it's led me to a few other videos. And there was a guy called the Amazon review killer. Uh huh. And he buried people on his property and put red pepper all over the place so that if dogs came to sniff, oh. it would destroy their noses, basically. 
Why would he call? Why was he called the Amazon review killer? He literally he kept a woman in a container and put locks on the door and would do things like leave a review for the lock and be like, "It's great." Like, oh, that yes, that rings a bell. It's, yes. it's great. I use this to trap a woman on my property. Yes, and people, you know, likely thought that he was joking, being darkly comedic. He was being very direct. Right. That's right. Um, so I've I've searched the book for the word bait. Okay. Um, so again, I, I'm I'm merely right now just pulling up one of the usages of the word bait. I do not know if this will okay. apply contextually in any okay. way. Um, our experiences certainly didn't end when we moved from that house. However, each subsequent visit allowed us a more detailed understanding of the role it would play in our lives. Ironically, each visit also allowed us to be unknowingly manipulated by the entities that reside there. It once again baited us into trusting what we saw and heard. It played on our desire for answers and left us vulnerable. So even the the usage there indicates to me mm -hmm. maybe the little girl mm -hmm. facade as bait is yeah, to make like, you feel some sort of... There's a ghost here, but it's not a scary ghost. It's like yeah. a sweet little girl. If it's a demon, okay. it would be adopting the form of a child to sort of sucker you in. That's almost like Annabelle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because they say that Annabelle is a demon who just sort of assumed the form of this doll because it's unobtrusive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, boy. Okay, we're going to have to search for another thing here because just by scanning through the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just went back a few pages. Okay. But here it just jumped out at me. What if the goal of the entity was even more sinister than we had ever thought? Over the years, my mind has reflected on that day. Tony sat up straight on the couch, looked me in the eye, and said, He's mine. Oh, jeez. Had this been the first sign of something working its way into Tony? Had there been a demonic force quietly but effectively manipulating him to make him defenseless? Boy. I you, I'm going to have to look for that now. He's uh, yeah, mine. What you, so what are you looking... What word are you searching? I'm going to search for the phrase, He's mine. And I'm going to find that exact moment. Okay. Where he sat oh, up in bed. Oh, right, because they weren't telling the story of that. They right, were just they referencing were reflecting it. on it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. This event took place in the living room on a weekend afternoon. We had spent a leisurely morning playing with Taylor. He was now upstairs taking a nap while we relaxed on the couch. I was sitting at the far end of the couch while Tony stretched out lengthwise, his feet within a few feet of my hand. I don't remember what we were watching, though the television was on. Tony had fallen asleep, as he often did on the weekends, after his tormented attempts to sleep during the week. It was probably easier to fall asleep when someone else was in the house. Without warning, Tony sat up. He then stared me straight in the face. I it was like a nice, smooth sit-up. You know what I mean? So that you're like this, and then you just kind of, like Dracula coming out of his coffin. Yeah, or Michael Myers sitting yes. up, right? Uh, he stared me straight in the face and, in a strange voice, said, He's mine. <laughs> Confused by this behavior. <laughs> right? I would be more than confused. More than if, confused. If Ryan did that, yeah. I don't know what I would do. What would you do? I'd go, well, this is confusing. I'm confused. Huh. I'm a little confused right now, Allie. <laughs> what do you think you would do if Allie... <laughs> Good God. <laughs> ...sat up like Michael Myers right. and said, she's mine. <sighs> I think... My my only reaction is is what people would do in a horror movie, which makes me think maybe it's it's perfectly natural. Uh-huh. I think my only option would be to sort of laugh and assume yeah. that she was trying to play a stupid joke yeah. on me. Yeah. I think I think I'd be like, Ryan, 
Yeah. I'd be like, what? First. And then when he didn't say anything, I'd be like, Ryan. <laughs> really? You, you'd, you'd pretty quickly get to being like, maybe this is not Ryan in there? I don't there? know. I'm assuming that there's more than just like the words. The guy probably looked all screwed He's up and mine. stuff. You know, like maybe he looked not well. <laughs> <laughs> you know because i'd be like right like are you okay right you know what i mean not necessarily like he's possessed but i'd be like this isn't normal i think i think my reaction would actually be to who who am i speaking to <laughs> to whom am i speaking who resides in this vessel <laughs> this is what my reaction would be so once again confused by this behavior i looked at him dumbfounded and waited for him to say something more he remained motionless for several moments but said nothing then he simply lay God, back that's down. Scary too. That, that he just remains motionless and says nothing while he's sitting up like that. He's mine. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yikes. Anyway. Anyway. I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so he simply lay back down and remained quiet for some time. I don't know. I what did be, she do? Yeah, right. Just sit, I guess she just kept watching Roseanne or whatever. I tried to figure out exactly what was so weird about what had just happened. I think what? I know. I think I've, I think he's I've, mine. I think I've got it. I think I've got it figured out. Yeah. Your husband, who was asleep, woke up and in, said something weird. And the year is 1993. The Exorcist has been out for 20 years. Yeah. And he indicated that he was a different person. <laughs> right. Uh, with in possession like of. The man who is your husband. And you've been living in a haunted house. And you know it. Right. God. Yeah. Anyway. That Sir context changes everything. If, so, if I was living in a haunted house and Ryan did that, then I'd be quite uh, yeah. scared. Certainly the manner in which he sat up and the sound of his voice struck me as odd. While his voice did sound like him, it was cold and disconnected, even mechanical. This is where, this is where. She was rolling with the punches. <sighs> No, I know, I know. This is where I just, my only op. Listen, I, I just plunked down $13 for this book. All right? You can return Kindle books. No, I'll, I'll, I'll play fair. I'm I, just I've, telling you. I know, I know. I also purchased the Demon of Brownsville Road guys book, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. After he challenged me. We didn't really get into that on the show. <laughs> we talked. Yeah, we did. A little bit. Yeah. So I um, mean, that's all there was to it. I, I know. So I'll, I'll, I'll. Pay the money for the book and, and critique it. I think that's fair. Okay. William, I think that you have to explain the Demon Browns World Road thing now. If I were a listener who didn't know that, I would really be annoyed that I don't know what's going on. So the last time that we talked, I think, about a haunted house on this show, it might have been the Demon of Brownsville Road. I don't know. In in this sort of format of like, you know, really Maybe. getting into it. So um, you know, we we did what we frequently do on this show. We told the story of it and made some jokes. Mm -hmm. And um the guy that owns the Brownsville Road house and and is you know renting it out as an Airbnb now, which is also the case with this house, the Sally yeah. House. Um, he posted on our YouTube. Well, no, it's not rented out as a B an Airbnb. You can do um, tours of it. You can also stay there overnight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's... Airbnb. It's not on the service Airbnb, but you can go there and you can stay there. Yeah, but for the purposes of like a ghost investigation, it's not like made up nicely or anything. No, it looks terrible. Right. It's one hundred and twenty-five dollars per night per person. Mm -hmm. Two people are required to make a reservation simultaneously, so it's yeah. really two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. Per night. Um, yeah. Why even bother dividing it? And in the spooky season, from September to October. It's 50 bucks more. Mm -hmm. So it's 
you know. Yeah. It's just weird. I, I've, I've never rented a hotel, I don't think, where they're like, well, how many people are coming? Because that'll change your rate. It's like, no, the house is the house. Yeah. Yeah. For a house, that makes more sense. But yeah, hotels, I mean, you pay more if there are more beds and stuff. For more beds. Right. I know. If it's one bed with two people in it, yes. the, the room costs the same Do amount. Do they even have a bed in the Sally house? I don't know. But they do make a point of showing as... as I, I guess you didn't really bring it up. What? But they there's supposed to be a pentagram in the basement. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know why this isn't part of what you brought to the table. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't have a lot of time. Okay. Okay. That That's fair. All right. So part I, of- I took off work for my birthday. We had my birthday yesterday. Then I had a lot of work to do. Uh-huh. And it squeezed me. Ah, so understood. honestly, that is why. Okay, I the, apologize. I'm at half mast. I'm not going to lie to you. Pretty, pretty glaring omission. I apologize. Pretty glaring, right? And suspicious behavior. Honestly, it doesn't. No, it's it's only glaring. You took off for your birthday. You told me you're going to watch Chucky, and then you tell me the next day you didn't watch Chucky. I, I'm afraid to ask what you did on your birthday. <laughs> I watched Riverdale all day okay. and uh, put up my Christmas tree. All right, well that's nice. and therapy. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. Right. Um, well, aside well, from the therapy, I guess it's necessary, but it not, wasn't great. I wouldn't call it lovely. <laughs> no, it wasn't that lovely. But um, uh, Chucky is now on Peacock as of today. That's correct. All episodes, no yes. commercials. Look at you, yep. sitting pretty. Anyway, so that's why I apologize. But I will say, in my slight defense, there is not that much readily available information about Sally House online, believe it or not. There isn't a Wikipedia page for Sally House, I which I find it. very surprising. I would term this a suspicious topic for our show. Uh, no, I mean, no, I, I don't think so. It's a really famous house. Like, without us doing the research in advance and finding out that there isn't that much to say... Like, on its face, the Sally House is super renowned as a haunted place. So it seems like a Among good fit. Among who? Because I'd never heard of it. I had. Really? Yeah, totally. It's a thing. All right. So apparently the activity people have experienced gets really talked about or something. But, like I said, there's not even a Wikipedia, which is weird. And I did research on the Sally House, you know, the origins of it, what people have experienced. And I didn't come across anything about this pentagram thing until I watched Ghost Adventures for our Patreon and they mentioned it. It was literally all I knew. So, again, we're going to talk about what Zach Bagans has done in the house and everything. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you now that my understanding is that after the Pikmins move out... The place is abandoned for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I, I've heard it told a, a couple of different ways. I yeah. think Zach Bagans just talks about a woman doing animal sacrifices yes. on top of a pentagram in the yes. basement. But also for this show, I watched something which has been recommended to me many times Is before. it A Haunting? What? Was it the sh I guess not. There's a show called A Haunting. No. That they were on that I couldn't find like anywhere because I did try to watch that. Okay. And I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. No, it was not that. It's okay. I watched a show called BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yes. Now, I think I've maybe seen a couple of clips of this, but mm -hmm. I never really watched it. Yeah. Um, but so BuzzFeed Unsolved, it's a, an insanely popular show, mm -hmm. tremendously popular. I actually yeah. happened to have inside scoop that it was part of the inspiration for our showrunner on Blair Witch mm -hmm. for season two, which follows oh, a cool. couple of paranormal investigators. One's a believer, one's a skeptic. Mm -hmm. So in this case, the show is Ryan, who is a believer, and he's very much a believer. Yeah. And Shane, who is a skeptic, 
who is very much a skeptic. And it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, it certainly is a comedy show as yeah. well. So I, I connected like I connected with it on a guide to the unknownish level. Mm-hmm. They talked they in this episode they talked about poop and buttholes. What's which not to like? Was sort of surprising to me, but hey, uh, it was it was it was what it was. Yeah. So the way that they tell the story, it was a family of people who moved in after the Pickmans. And then later, um, it was found in the basement, a black robe, a pentagram. Hmm. And uh, it was in- indicated to really be like witchcraft, uh-huh. satanic worship type of a thing. Right. So um, point is, uh, and this is the case that Zach Bagans would make on Ghost Adventures, was somebody conducting animal sacrifices in the basement to try to essentially empower mm-hmm. whatever spirit might have been there, embolden it, make it stronger. Right better, faster, whatever. Um, and I guess what I'm uh, saying about this place being available for rent and you can stay there overnight, on the listing, they show a photo of where the pentagram suppo- supposedly was. Yeah. It's like one of the selling points that you can stay there overnight. But the pentagram seems to have been like scrubbed. Right. It really, it just looks like a big blotch on the floor. It almost looks like it's just an oil splotch. It looks like a big oil stain yeah. that has, you know, since dried up, but discolored the ground or something like right. that. So they make a point of saying, you know, this is the very, the famed notorious Sally house. And here's the pentagram mm-hmm. in the basement. And then when you read the fine print, it's like the basement's not currently accessible right. for not, for X, Y, Z. So really you're just staying in a an house. outdated house. Right. You know? Did they say anything else about the pentagram on BuzzFeed Unsolved? Not really. They did. Um, uh, I will say that Shane, the skeptic, mm-hmm. um, it seems like he tries to get the goat yes. of the believer. So um, at <laughs> points, he um, first they keep cutting. They had a conversation with a priest that was like, don't do anything to anger the spirit. I would advise you not to make deals with the spirit, not mm-hmm. to offer the spirit anything. Don't give the spirit your attention or, you know, demon spirit right. or whatever. And then at one point they cut in and uh, Shane, the skeptic, is lying down on top of the pentagram. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? He goes, do you want to eat my heart? <laughs> he, goes, like, he goes, like, turn on the flashlight if you want to eat my heart. Goes, like, he's just like shouting crazy stuff. Like weirder than what Zach Bagans does <clears throat> yeah. in trying to provoke his spirit. He's yeah, just, he's being like goofy. He's only there to make fun of it. Um, right. And uh, the the flashlight they bring, you know, like classic ghost hunting stuff where you sort of loosen the cover on your flashlight so that the contact is barely touching the battery. Mm-hmm. And so it might, you know, if you put a little pressure on the cap of it, it would flicker on. Yes. But mostly it's just off. So they said, turn that flashlight on, you know, if there's someone here or whatever. Occasionally the flashlight will light up. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, the believer, flips out each time it happens to be like, see, I told you, uh-huh. I told you. And Shane never seems to right. He, he he firmly doesn't believe in it, but also he doesn't have a great answer for why that's happening at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Aside from, I guess you know, micro movements of things might right. force the flashlight to make contact. But isn't there something about the heat expanding something? That, I genuinely whatever, don't know. I don't remember. I have no idea. We experienced that one time. We did. We went on a, a ghost hunt in Salem, mm-hmm. and we saw a guy do the flashlight yep. thing. I, I actually don't. I'd be curious to. Get one of those little pen lights and just mess with it. Why not? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I know that I've heard that there's a reasonable explanation for it. I just don't totally understand how you can make that happen on demand. Right. But I guess there's a way. Yeah. So just because to- I do think that that guy who we did the uh, 
the haunted thing tour with was like full of beans. Oh yeah, so, I, I absolutely think so. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up the BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, episode that I watched, and again, I'll I'll have a link for this in the show notes if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they say that there was indeed a Sally who lived in that house at some point, mm-hmm. um, but she was a 34 year old black woman. Okay. Not a little kid. Okay. Um, uh, they end up going to sleep in the living room or really just setting up like sleeping bags side by side in the living room, uh-huh. which looked very fun to me. It looked yeah. like, you know, like when you used to have sleepovers with your friends, you're just kind of like, are you awake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you awake? Right. Except it's them going like, all right, well, I guess, I guess we'll try to sleep in here now. And Ryan can't handle it. Yeah. He's like flipping out a little bit. Uh-huh. And he makes a, a, a bizarre claim, Ryan. He goes, all right, I'll tell you what. At 3 a.m., which is supposed to be the witching hour because three is, you know, right. a mocking of uh, the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. I'm not going to say a word for three minutes. Okay. He's like, okay, I don't know what point this Doing makes. Playing and, with some threes. And he doesn't. So at, at 3 a.m., he stays quiet and they, they both just listen and look around for three minutes. Nothing happens. Uh-huh. And then once it's done at 3.03 a.m., Ryan appears to be completely relieved and he's like, okay, great. All right, we can go now. We can leave. Huh. So they pack up all their stuff at three in the morning and they get out. Could you have missed something? Me? Or that had some, yeah, like no. that had some sort of significance? It had zero significance. Huh. Aside from my very cynical belief that these superstitious mm-hmm. will cook up a, an ending mm-hmm. of their own accord. Nothing happened. There is no right. ending to this episode. Spoilers for Ghost Adventures Adventures. There's no ending to that episode. Mm-hmm. There's no way to conclude these things because you can't, in a storytelling Quantify. sense, you'd, you'd want to either show, look, there's the ghost, or look, there is definitely not a ghost here, but you can't do either one of those things. Yeah. So ghost shows just, just have to, leave. at some point, you just end. Yeah. And here, it was because Ryan was like, okay, all right, I'm happy to go now. I'm happy to leave. And they left. And Ryan still insisted that, you know, everything that they saw was evidence of the paranormal, mm-hmm. the flashlight thing. And he insisted he heard something, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shane ended up leaving completely certain of his belief as well, that this is all nonsense. Yeah. And it's just to be laughed at. And so there's no there's no movement either way. It's like, yeah. it's a fun it's a fun gag, but it's not really like a story. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can't be, though. It can't be. Yeah. Right. Which is, I guess, why I'm sh- in shock just in general about about ghost, uh, ghost investigation shows overall. There's nothing mm-hmm. to be done. At least here we can go, all right, now we've told the story and we've had some fun with it. Bye, everybody. Yeah. But they do like, okay, we're going to do an investigation from this time to this time and we're telling you the story of what happened in that time. It's not going to be complete because it's real life. Right. You know? And that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I would have thought that them staying overnight would just be like, all right, there we go. We stayed overnight. Nothing happened. Yeah. We did it. That's yeah. an ending. Yeah. Leaving at 3 a.m. is just sort of like a weird. That is like, weird. I don't know why. What are you doing? Even Shane in the middle of it, he's like, we're so close. You don't just want to finish it? Uh-huh. And I think it's really maybe it's just that Ryan was so scared. <laughs> and he had convinced himself that this not talking from 3 to 3.03 a.m. Uh-huh. Was some sort of a test. Weird. So he convinced himself that was a crescendo. Yeah. That was a proof is in the pudding kind of moment. Maybe there was some like extra reason just over. that he left wants to leave in the middle of the night that we don't know about. Maybe yeah. he had a tummy ache. I was about to say the exact same thing. Maybe I don't know. You know, we'd have to it, talk to them. They, I certainly they were very entertaining. Oh yeah, I really like that. But show. But they were just a really great example. They of, do a like, true crime one too, William. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
it's a BuzzFeed Unsolved, and then BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural right. is the ghosty stuff. Yeah. So maybe something to look into. I just <laughs> want to chime in with a non-answer. I looked up the pentagram stuff a little bit while you were talking, and it's like super inconclusive. It doesn't seem like there's a story yeah. about what happened with somebody drawing a pentagram in the basement. Let's search. I'm going to search the book for the word pentagram. Yeah, give it a shot. No results for pentagram well, were found. I would say the only thing I saw is that they said that it happened after the Pikmins were there. I know, but you would so, think that maybe she would comment on it. Oh, you're right, because she wrote the book 17, drawing people in, yeah. 17 years later, so yeah, I don't you know. would think. I don't know. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, sorry for the interruption, everybody, but I've got another podcast that I need to tell you about. No Man's Land is a 10 episode miniseries that just launched. This show has been in the works for quite a while. You might have even heard Kristen and I refer to it over the course of the past couple of years because we do have some involvement in it. I'm just going to read you the synopsis directly from Apple Podcasts because this is such an interesting, odd show that I think speaks to exactly the kind of real-life horror Kristen and I are frequently uh, diving into on Guide to the Unknown. And honestly, I found out about this podcast shortly after I wrote Blackwood, and I recognized a lot of similarities, but this is all Stuff that was going on around us here in town without me knowing it. So here's the synopsis. In 2019, documentary filmmaker John Hume and his digital storytelling club at Highland Park High School began investigating the history of No Man's Land, a mysterious section of woods in central New Jersey rumored to be haunted. Each episode focused on one of the most infamous stories in its terrible history of violence, tales of murder and suicide, dating as far back as the late 1600s, all of which contain eerily similar elements of the supernatural. The hope was to prove once and for all whether or not No Man's Land was indeed infested with an evil presence, but somewhere along the way, the crew becomes unable to shake the dread that whatever was responsible for the terrible things that happened might still be out there, watching and waiting to do the same to them. When you go to subscribe to No Man's Land, because you should, and the links are all going to be below in the episode notes here so that you can get straight there, you're going to see that there are 10 episodes and episode 7 is called Guide to the Unknown. That is because we spoke to John Hume and his students who were in the midst of this real investigation, and we gave them some of our experiences researching things in this area and quite frankly, uh, some background from our personal lives that contributed to what they were doing. So go check out No Man's Land. It is a, a quite frankly, unbelievable story of this area. And also some of the things that Kristen has talked about on the show of uh, uh, the spooky woods behind her old apartment. That was No Man's Land. We didn't know it by that name. But. When Kristen was experiencing, you know, I don't know, frightening people, and we've talked about finding creepy things in those woods before, 
it was it was this. It was no man's land. So I'm thrilled that it's finally out there. Quite frankly, I know that John's been working on this for years. So uh, the entire thing is just waiting for you right now. No need to to do a week to week kind of a thing. Go. Get through all 10 episodes of No Man's Land. Uh, what a wild, wild show. Uh, links below and back to Guide to the Unknown. Um, I searched the book for the word scream. Okay. 25 usages. Great. Uh, part of me wanted to scream. I tried to scream several times. I don't know. Is there anything you are curious about from this book? Um, what else can we squeeze out of demon? this? Demon. Demon? Okay, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, I'd like to know the first instance of them talking about a demon. When did they switch from being like, this is Sally, to being like, there's a demon present? Okay. Um, okay, I've got, there are 15 usages of the word demon in That's here. That's less than I would have thought. I'm surprised that Scream is in there 25 times and Demon's in there 15. It's actually really only in there 14 because one of them is demonstrate. Okay. But so here we go. Um, uh, yeah, why don't we do this? Um, so I guess they heard a voice just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. It certainly didn't sound like a human voice, and I wondered if it was something more menacing. The sound had been somewhat loud and ominous, and it was the first time I wondered if any of our experiences could indicate a demonic presence. Okay. Was it a warning of sorts? Fifteen hmm. minutes later, the phone rang. I jumped over the baby gate at the top of the stairs and ran to the first floor to answer it. So, okay, that's the one. That's mm -hmm. the first one. Let's see. Let's see about more yeah. demon stuff. Okay. He saw... Uh, okay. All right. Almost from the beginning, Tony's experiences were different from mine. Was it the fact that he and I viewed our situation from two very different perspectives? My perspective was from a lifetime interest in and desire to know more about ghosts and the paranormal. And his perspective was from childhood fears, born in the closet the night he saw the white ghastly face and bony hands peering out from behind the door. All right, you're on search for white face. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. I had often felt that his religious upbringing and Catholic schooling played a huge role in how he interpreted his experiences. While I saw non-threatening activity, he saw the possibility of demons and their trickery. Yeah. Um, several years after moving out of the house, I began to realize he had not shared with me many of the things he had encountered there. Looking back, my reaction to any experience had been logical, but often without considering other paranormal possibilities. I know there were more, many occasions when I must have seemed skeptical of his personal experiences. Over the years, there have been many times where I have, not, where I have been disappointed in myself for not believing some of the events that Tony had witnessed and experienced. It is the worst aspect of having lived in that house, and it is also my deepest regret. Hmm. Working nights and attempting to sleep during the day was never easy for Tony. He never got a full night's rest. I knew that getting only a few hours of sleep a night could lead to hallucinations. I often told him that his tired mind and body might be contributing to the things he felt, saw, or heard. I mean, that's totally legit. It's completely rational mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Um, let's jump to another uh, case of... Uh, uh, demonic. Yeah. Hmm. Tony thought these operations were demonic. Uh, all right just like vague like if it made a did a did a real scary then it might be a demon rather than sally right oh okay this looks like something people have you know how on kindle it'll show you where people have underlined yes, a passage love that i've got i've got one here 
Once we realized there was more than one entity in the house, the level of activity changed. It became more vicious and less playful. Was this because our concerns were focused on more impeding dangers rather than on Sally? Or that we had stopped accepting the idea that she had been responsible for all the experiences and activity? Had whatever appeared as the little girl finally realized the game was up? Here's the underlined part. Recent research supports the idea that there never was a Sally. So, quote-unquote, Sally could very well have been the demon mm. in its earliest manifestation. They say that – out of the underscored section, but I, I still think that for context it might be beneficial. Yeah. They say that hindsight is wonderful. But in, <laughs> Yeah. I guess they do. Sure. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, hindsight, you know what they say, hindsight is wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, but in this case, we still don't have the answers or enough of an understanding of the situation to have chosen a different path. The only thing we know for sure is that there was a significant negative presence in that house, one that lashed out at Tony for reasons unknown. It was one that created danger, infiltrating the mind and thoughts of its victims. Uh, as the years have passed and others have experienced the diabolical aspects... I have come to understand more of the events that Tony experienced and the forces that existed unseen around us. Okay. All right. All I want to know about the white face and gnarled hand that Tony saw come out of a closet or whatever. Let's do it. White face. Yeah, everything here. Uh, okay, white face does not appear uh, side by side. Was it a closet? Um, well, here we go. I've got... Um, I've got uh, some information here. Okay. I searched for the word white. Okay. It appears 14 times. First usage, uh, dot, 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 light peach with a crisp white trim. Ooh, that sounds nice. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, the white walls cried out. Uh, Sally White died February 12th, 1891. Okay. The shirt was white and he was clearly wearing a brimmed hat. Oh. That was the next one. I'm interested. Uh, da, 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 da. The white frilly dress. No, not that. White balloons. Try don't hand. think so. Just the word hand. Hand? Yeah. All right. Because they said something about a gnarled hand, and just in case they describe it in a different way earlier on. I'll tell you but what. But it still sounds like the hand plays quite a role. Okay. Hand. 121 uses. All right, forget it. It's all right. So the guy saw a white face and a gnarled hand. I know. How about ghost? Tons. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know. That's all right. All right. I don't know how I'm going to find this. Did it say closet? I thought it did, but I could be wrong. At him from his bedroom closet. I think okay. I found it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it became very clear. That they, she just mentioned that they were married mm -hmm. in 1992. It became very clear that Tony and I were on opposite ends of the spectrum where the paranormal was concerned. The hope that one day I would have my own experience excited me, whereas any aspect of the paranormal made Tony cringe. There was one uh, conversation, however, that shed a little light on his adamant feelings about ghosts. He described a night when he was young, when he was terribly frightened by the appearance of a male ghost peering out at him from his bedroom closet. Through the rest of his childhood and his adult years, he has avoided both the room and the closet. Oh, that's it? We soon discovered I was pregnant. Oh, man! That was the entire... Oh, okay. All right. I would like to know more. That was the entire more, event. What are you going to do? I, I, I don't know. All right. Um, I do have... Now, I know that he received cuts on his body, right? Yes. So he would just find that like he scratches. had scratches all over. Let's see if we can find something like that. Mm -hmm. um, what did you find in, that, in your research about it? About the house? 
Yeah, but well, about the scratches and stuff that happened to him, or you just know that in general. I just know that in general, okay. and from from what we'll do with Ghost yep. Adventures Adventures. Yep. But um, yeah, I've got scratches are mentioned a, a, a good amount in here, mm-hmm. and yeah, talking about like bloody scratches. All right, let's see here. This seems to be the first time that they notice something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I pulled him aside and lifted his shirt and inspected the area. To my surprise, I found three bleeding scratch marks each about five or six inches long, running down the center of his lower back. My eyes grew wide with shock as I said, oh my God. I gently let the shirt fall back down into place, turned away and thought, I don't want to see this. Subconsciously, I must have thought that if I didn't look at it, I wouldn't have to acknowledge it. I lifted his shirt again, hoping the scratches would be gone and I could chalk the experience up to my imagination, but they weren't. For a fleeting moment, I thought Tony had done it but he would not have been able to reach far enough around his back to scratch himself. Besides, I had full view of both his hands as he tried to quiet the baby and while we drove to his parents' house. The thought that Sally might have done this sent chills down my spine and throughout my body. My heart raced. Then anger set in. To think this little piss-pot ghost would dare hurt someone I loved in my own house made me furious. I've never heard that phrase before. This little piss pot ghost. Listen here, you little piss pot ghost. Wow. Not in my house. Those are strong words. Now you listen to me, you little piss pot ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's wild. That is uh, spicy. Yeah. I'm so glad that we kept digging. Yes, absolutely. A few minutes later, the anger turned to curiosity. (laughs) <laughs> and I wondered how a ghost could do something like that. Say. I was stunned by the possibility that ghosts could make physical contact. I'd never heard of such a thing. And it led me to even more troubling thoughts. Why would she have done this horrible thing to Tony? Hmm. He's what a nice we... guy. What? Tony's a great guy, man, about town. Tony. Yeah, hey, Tony. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What were we supposed to do about the situation? What could we expect next? Were we in danger? Was the baby in danger? It took several minutes for me to calm down. Thinking more clearly, I documented the scratches with a photograph, but soon realized that a photo would not offer proof that a ghost had actually been responsible for the marks. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Right. You're sort of of screwed to explain any of this with a ghost. Definitely. Um, All right. I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to know from this, or should I I tell you about some firsthand experiences people have had? I think tell me about some stuff that people have encountered. All right. It's really more things that people have said than anything. Although I do do have this. I copied some stuff down from that website, from Mm visitatchison.com. I was curious because uh, they have a whole haunted section on the website, but it's just like ghost tours, and there's another... Yeah. significantly spooky house i guess it's it seemed like there were just old historic homes and so they would you know walk you through those or they have a right. trolley tour and talk about them i mean a lot of places do that actually where uh, my friend katie lives in bordentown okay like it's not like that's like a famous haunted location but there's a haunted walking tour of bordentown do you think so that's just any- like on the website what do you mean on the Bordentown like website? If, like, if there were a visit Bordentown.com? There's probably not like a whole tab That's for haunted Bordentown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You no, know? It, it is weird. I mean, maybe they just don't have that much else going on. Maybe. So on the on the website, when you go to to look at the things you can do at the house, uh, it was funny because well, I'll, I'll explain. Here's what I read mm-hmm. on the on the front page. Uh, description of going to the house. Quote. A waiver is required due to the potential for personal injury. 
though no serious injuries have been reported since the last. That's not encouraging. The last could have been <coughs> yesterday. And it goes last dot dot dot. Okay. So I was like, this well, is written to intrigue. Yes. Right? Yes. And then Entice. I clicked on it. I clicked on it, and it turns out that uh, it was actually the website ran out of characters. Oh, okay. And so the whole thing continued, but I was like, what a what a wonderfully accidental place. Yeah, that's for lucky. the text to get cut off and create an intriguing little sales point. Definitely. It's supposed to be. No serious injuries have been reported since the last tenants in 1993 okay they must have been stoked though i know um you can book a one hour self-guided tour Mm -hmm. for 20 bucks i know i like that uh they appear to have uh, plenty of availability yeah though i do want to say that when this episode drops on friday they still have eight spots available for the noon self-guided tour so you might want to move fast yeah pop on over and then this is how they describe the house on their overnight listing you've seen it on tv you may have even seen the movie that was made about it, by the way. Can't find that movie. Don't know what they're talking about. You know, Zach Bagans also mentioned a movie. I think they're referring to like a TV. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. I'm saying this backwards. Zach Bagans said they sh- there should be a movie about this. Right. And then I don't know what that yeah, is. There's not really a movie. Yeah. I did see that. Like, I-, I think there was just like a sort of like a Rudy Pooh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> candy ass. <laughs> Literally before we started recording, yeah. Chris and I remembered that wrestlers sometimes call each other Rudy Pooh. Rudy Pooh, candy ass. We're laughing about it. Looked up clips of The Rock. Yeah. So um, anyway, they say, you've seen it on TV. You may have even seen the movie that was made about it. But are you brave enough to dare spend the night in a house that many consider to be one of the most haunted in America? You have the chance to find out. Mm-hmm. So now let's get some reviews. Would you stay there? Yeah, I mean no, because it looks like crap. It I know. Doesn't it look just seem, I wouldn't want to. They still have like a CRT TV in there. How am I going to get my game on? Yeah, right. On that well, bad it's portable. Boy? You got the switch. You'll be fine. The switch, yeah. But I listen when Allie and I got a You're cabin in the woods. You're traveling with your PS4. I brought my or PlayStation Five. Yeah. Thank you very much Excuse for me. correcting yourself. PlayStation <laughs> Five. I brought my PlayStation Five to that cabin in the woods. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm cool. Yeah, I know. I agree. Okay. But so same. I uh, I wouldn't not stay there because I'm scared, but because it seems like an uncomfortable experience. 100%. And yeah. there's that stain in the basement. Yeah. You know, like the, one of the selling points is that there's like a disgusting there's stain. There's a gross stain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm can't good. Wait, can't wait to see your stains. <laughs> can't wait to get my peepers on that. I know. Or take a peeper on it. Yeah. If it's already Maybe stained. Who cares? Is. Yeah. That's a funny thing, too, about Maybe haunted houses. peepers. I know. It's a funny thing that like a haunted house can be like, no, no, no. Don't you see? The house is all stained and disgusting. <laughs> You're like, And that's Ooh. a selling trait where like I wouldn't want to stay in an econo lodge. Right. Because you might find something behind the bedstand. You may. Yeah, we did. Yep. We found a human poop <laughs> behind the bedstand in an Econo Lodge. Kristen and I, one time, when we were traveling across the country <laughs> with our father, I think we were moving. I think yes. we were in the process of moving from Missouri to New Jersey. I don't remember if it was from Missouri to New Jersey or Connecticut to Missouri. I don't know. I'm not one sure. of those. Um, we had to stay in an Econo Lodge. And I don't know why we Because even... he got lost. So then it was moving from Missouri to New Jersey because I okay. think he got lost. We got lost up in uh, Ohio or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Well, he, yeah, Dad got lost. And he we stopped were like, going east and started going north at some point and didn't even know it. 
<laughs> you know, this is like the year 2000, so, yeah. you know, he didn't have an iPhone. Yeah, right. So um, we got lost, and we and he rented an Econo Lodge to stay the night. And I don't know which one of us decided to even check, but behind the little table that was in between two beds, yeah. there was definitely yes a duty. Yeah, without <laughs> question, it was a human duty. A human duty. Yeah. And uh, I believe we created quite a scene. Oh, I think we did. Yeah. It was probably miserable. He's probably like exhausted, annoyed, annoyed at himself. And then we're like, Dad, duty, duty. it's a human ah, duty behind the table. You, Dad, look. He's like, wants to sleep so badly. Adult me, if I found, if I were staying alone yeah. in an Econo Lodge and I found a human duty. And yeah. first of all, 10 times, 9.9 times out of 10, I'm telling them, get me a different room. Yes. But. On the occasion that I'm so goddamn Exhausted. tired. Yeah. The human duty's over there. I don't right. know. I gotta sleep. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Same. If I'm... I have higher standards just than complete, to just accept it, but you have to understand... The context. The context. Just a complete ditto. Otherwise, yeah. I would move rooms, but if I'm completely beat, it's like, oh, f- it. I don't, oh excuse me, excuse me. Fudge it. Fudge it. I don't want to have to talk to somebody. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk to a person, so I'll sleep yeah. in the room with the human duty. Anyway. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just so crazy. I know. But so, um, anyway, all right, let's 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 get some experiences from people who were there, mm-hmm. all right? This comes to us from Sonny Johnson, who says the following. This is a fine place to visit if you are looking for a, quote, ghost adventure. Ooh. However, no one should stay here. No one should mess around in the basement. You have been warned by a local. Everything <laughs> oh, else... You are on your own. Three okay. stars. Three stars. What to say? That sounds like a five star so experience. A- I guess depending on what you're looking for, because she's saying this is terribly haunted. Yeah. You get a middle of the road review for that. I yeah. Guess. Um, here we have a review from Mary Kay Little. Oh. Did not care for it at all, <laughs> and will not go back there. All other houses on the tour were beautiful and awesome. Two stars. Oh, my God. Seriously, what are these people looking for in a haunted house? I don't know. These seem to be random, random reviews. Do you think that they maybe are people who went on the general trolley tour? And so maybe they're seeing these old houses. Who's who's general trolley? (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) know. But they're seeing like old houses that are really beautiful and interesting. And then they get to the Sally house and it's like all peeling and crappy. And there's a huge peeper stain on the floor. Maybe. The floor. On the floor. (laughs) Start to cry. (laughs) I, I do think that these are they're they're clearly not only from people who like stayed there because these are Google reviews, not right. reviews from the visit, visit address. So I website. wonder, but I wonder if that's partially coloring the reviews Maybe. because they're like this place was nice, this place was nice. The Sally House is a piece of crap. The Sally House is a big piece of dunk. Yeah, looks like somebody took a peeper <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> looks like you might find a human duty behind a <laughs> console in here. <laughs> I hate on shows when somebody refers to poop as poo. I do too. I wonder somebody out there is having a big pet peeve moment about the word duty right now. And I yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. When somebody's not using the word that you prefer. Right. Absolutely. Right. Look, we grew up with duty. We grew up with and duty. we thought it was weird then too. Oh but yeah. We yeah. Now it's stuck. It's stuck. What, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this comes from Caleb Murray. And this is boots on the ground experience. This is not just staying the night or something. Excellent. About ten years ago, my friend and I decided to go to the Sally House in the middle of the night. We lived in the neighborhood and had always heard the house was haunted. Anyway, it was 2 a.m. and we went up to the front porch and I pressed 
I pressed head up to the door. What? Better than ham. <laughs> <laughs> Who pressed ham on the Sally house? Can, we, can you imagine? In the town's you know, Facebook group. Who did this? You know and there how, are two ovals on the front door of the Sally that's house. That's basically what I was getting at. You know how like a lot of front doors have a glass door and then like the main door? You imagine coming home or something and seeing like the two ovals of an ass on your glass door? You'd be like, what the hell happened here? Oh, I think I know exactly what happened here. Somebody pressed ham what? on my front door. How did this happen? Why? Right now, my front door, Allie painted Season's I Greetings. Know. I love it. It's so pretty. It's beautiful. She painted, a, what's it called? When you, a wreath. Yeah. She painted a wreath on the inside of the glass door. Yeah. So it just looks really nice. But so if it was like a big, charming, beautiful image, <laughs> the press ham right beneath it. <laughs> season's Greetings. Right back at you. <laughs> Uh, okay. So I pressed head up to the door. Trying to see who calls their head head. Pressed head. Ow, head hurts. <laughs> you know? So I pressed head up to the door trying to get a peek in. I could... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could hear what sounded like a faint old school radio playing inside. And after a few seconds, the front porch light turned on. Bear in mind, the lights were not motion activated. Nobody appeared to be there, and I'm almost certain they did not offer tours at this time. My friend and I never ran faster in our lives without stopping, lol. Mm. I haven't been back to the Sally House since, and also no longer live in Atchison. The Sally House is very interesting, as well as the entire city of Atchison, for that matter. Five stars. Okay. So that's somebody who lived there, and I love the idea of somebody living yeah. in the town and having an awareness of the sort of notoriety of the place. It's very, yeah. you know... Yeah, the know. old Sally house. Like, we yeah. decided to go buy that. I bet people, like, dare each other. Totally. It's very know? familiar. Yep. And the idea that the light just comes on at 3 a.m. And by, yeah, mind you, did they say 3 a.m.? 2 a.m. Okay. But so in the middle of the night, yeah. he presses head to door to try to get a peek in. Get a peek in. And the lights turn on and just, you know, he goes That's running so away. Fun and it's just scary. a fun little story in the middle of the night. Yes. Here is uh, Pat Nyswanger's mm -hmm. experience. Me and my group. Gem City Paranormal Group out of Toronto, Ohio, did an overnight investigation of the Sally House on July 23rd, 2021 of a Friday. Mm. <laughs> we have very <laughs> particular. We highly underestimated the house activities. At first, we only had little things happen. Then at about 11 p.m., all hell broke loose. It was like the house became alive. The activities were like a whirlwind traveling out through the house and settling, setting off all of our equipment. At no time did we ever feel safe. We felt like we were always under attack and had to watch our backs. We were terrified. This is one of the scariest places I have ever been, and I've been to many places. Mm. This place is way underrated. I would never step foot in this house again. This is most definitely one of the most haunted places in the country. I would not recommend amateur investigation in this house. One of the most terrifying nights of our lives. Five stars. It's a pretty good one. Um, would you stay in the Sally house? Not overnight, not overnight, just because of what we said. It just sounds like that'd be like a crappy night's sleep. Yeah, it but, does, you wouldn't wake up feeling rested. Yeah, but not out of like real fear. I would definitely do a tour of it and do an investigation or whatever. Sure. 
I don't know. I just, all this stuff just sounds like window dressing to me. It could be, but I don't know. I mean, to tell you the truth, this isn't the most compelling haunted house. Um, But I don't know. I'm sort of unimpressed. It has, it's, it's got, it does have a big reputation. It really does. I had heard about this before. Yeah. So, you know, it makes me wonder what's, what's to it. Yeah. So I'd give it a glance. Uh, The last thing that I have for you is this uh, light interaction from hauntedplaces.org. Great. So Anne uh, posted this in April 2016. I was involved in an overnight stay, overnight ghost hunt, just like ghost hunters at the Sally house. The expletive deleted who organized the thing created a lot of haunting all by his lonesome little self. Ooh. It's lonesome little self. I know. But that said, a whole lot of freaky crap also happened that night. My friend William had a chunk of brick thrown at him, striking him in the chest hard enough to leave a mark. What? Yeah. Another friend, Josh, had his back scratched up pretty much spontaneously as we were setting up early in the evening. As for myself, while nearly everyone else was downstairs in the basement doing a seance, I was in the front sitting room playing with an EMF meter when I heard, clear as day, a little girl say, I want my daddy. I had taken a teddy bear out of Sally's room and put it in another bedroom. A little after I heard the voice, I heard dragging coming from upstairs. And when I went up there, the teddy bear was about halfway back to Sally's room. There's definitely something going on in that house. Hmm. And then a reply came about a month later from Mike. Well, for starters, you were inviting demons in when your friends were doing a seance. That explains why your friends were attacked. (laughs) Just saying. That'll do it. Thanks for coming in and well actually. Yeah, thanks. Mike. Thanks, Mike. We got it. Got it, bud. Thank you very much. (laughs) So that's that's the Sally house. It seems like, honestly, what I gather from this, from not only your your story about it, but also the actual reviews from people is that it does seem like the response to this place is all over the map. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right. Um, some people think that it's incredibly haunted and, and interesting. Yeah, some people like are just like, activity. I don't know. This place sucks. Who, who cares? <laughs> right. right. Like it's, it's so weird I that imagine it's... that those sucks reviews are from an average Joe who was doing what they thought was kind of like a historical house tour. You think so? I kind of think so. Okay. I, I bet it was another stop on, you know, one of the haunted tours of Atchison because they didn't really comment on like I was looking for activity and this didn't happen. They were just kind of like this place sucks. It's all dirty. Yeah. And true. Lame or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Just out of curiosity and just to, to let uh, the book give us the final word. Yes. What, what are the details on this book? Sally House, a true. The Sally huh? House haunting a true story. Mm hmm. By Deborah Pickman. Uh, I searched for the word blood. Okay. Right? Great. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, let's see. So let's see. I I had a... Okay. But there's a lot of blood from those scratches. Carrie bent down to look at Tony's stomach. And as he stood up, said, yeah, we have a new scratch. (laughs) Viewing it with better light, he went on, yeah, we have fresh blood. This wasn't here two minutes ago. Yeah, we have fresh blood. Yeah, we got some fresh blood here. This type of thing continued several more times throughout the night. I tried to make my, I tried my best to make things as normal as possible for Taylor and took him upstairs to the nursery to play for a while. At the top of the stairs, the team had placed a frequency counter, and when I went past it, the digital readout jumped from three three nine nine to five hundred and seventy five megahertz. 
This happened several more times through the early morning hours of the all-night vigil. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Why don't you see how this book ends? Yeah. You just see like how she Totally. That's what I thought you were going to do. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to see if I could find like a fun, like blood-soaked <laughs> sort of a thing. And I, and I didn't. It's okay. Um, okay. Is this like an afterword or? Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, this is how Deborah Pickard ends. Pickman. Pickman. <laughs> ends the story. Hewlett Packard. Uh As my fingers hit the keys on my computer to finally bring this book to reality, I am thankful that when all this started, I kept a journal. It's strange how we can forget things that seem to be so significantly cemented in our minds. In the months after leaving the house, we began to live a normal life again. It was quiet and untainted by paranormal activity. Our relationship and marriage began to repair itself, and we realized how thankful we were that we got out of that house when we did. We took solace in what we perceived as a new beginning. This solitude, however, did not last long. Thanks to his strong belief in God and the support and guidance of prayers, Tony continued to win the ongoing battles he experienced in relation to that house. It is something that will always be a significant part of our lives. All right. Okay. There you go. Uh, If you you wish to contact the author or would like more information about this book, please write to the author. That's... Interesting. Yeah. You don't usually see that. You know what? I'm surprised that the Warrens haven't been there, or have they? I didn't come across anything about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I just did a quick Google, and I'm not seeing anything about it. All right. Today, we have no doubt that they there was everywhere. and is a demonic force in that house. This force knows how to play on fears, anxieties, and desires. And it is utterly amazing that through all this, Tony and I did not divorce. Those 20 months had been and remained the most confusing times of our life. Hmm. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. Those nasty old demons. Well, you know what? Nice try, Sally. I'm not confused at all. No. About the end of our show. Ah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, And if you would like even more Guides to the Unknown, and or if you'd like to help support the show and keep it alive and well, please go to patreon.com slash gttupod. We have a few different membership options for you that can get you either a bonus show every week, a bonus show every other week, or a bonus show every month. So go cruise that. Join us over there. It's super cool. And thank you so much to everybody who's already supporting us on patreon.com slash gttupod. Absolutely. And like we said, uh, we were just telling the story of the, the Sally House and the haunting itself and people's mm-hmm. experiences with it. But ghost shows have gone there. Oh, yeah. So this coming Monday, we're going to be taking a look at when Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. went to the Sally House. What did Bagans yeah. think of all this? Right. Did he feel anything? Was he scratched? Was he overwhelmed? <laughs> the answer is yes. Oh, always. He's always overwhelmed. <laughs> He's always on the brink. And that at one... At one point, he goes, I'm fe- I felt every emotion all at once. <laughs> And he said it in a way that made it seem like he was not experiencing even one emotion. <laughs> he goes like, I'm feeling every single emotion all together. He was, well, he was overloaded. So overloaded that he was speaking that the way he that always he shut, does. That he shut right he down. He sounded the way he always sounds. As a protective measure. 
Well, <laughs> like when your computer your, just goes to yes, sleep. Yes, your body sometimes just has to get you through. All right, well. The and, body keeps the score. So then he did the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check that out, everybody. Patreon.com slash GTTUPod. Mm-hmm. And make sure you hit up GTTUPod.com. It's the home of Guide to the Unknown. and can link you to everything, to the Patreon, to our merch um, which is also on tpublic.com slash user slash GTTU pod. You can find our uh, mailing info, yep. uh, whether you want to email us a story of yours or uh, if you want to physically mail something to our P.O. box, we've got our address up there as well. Yeah. Um, and you can also uh, reach out to us individually. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for uh, coming to hang out with us for another spooky episode. We will see you next time for more. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. And so we go. Do you think it actually the is lucrative to have a haunted house? I don't know. Should we check in on the Watcher house again? It's worth a shot. I think I've checked it on and there's nothing really there's going like on. There's like never really anything. Yeah, I don't think right? so. Yeah. Like I, I get the idea that people might want to do this to bring awareness or attention or mm-hmm. like there are other currencies than literally money. Like just getting attention might be enough. Yeah. But like I just wonder if it actually ever makes it genuinely worthwhile. I don't know. Like we saw the people that own the conjuring house at the paranormal convention. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It didn't seem like they were doing like a lot of razzle dazzle. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't really know. I don't know. I I think attention goes a long way too. Yeah. I I definitely think so. Yeah. Do you think that this is anything but attention? I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little something. I I mean, I'm inclined to sometimes think that maybe there's a little something and then some people blow it up. So I just remembered something I forgot to say. The way this book is written, mm-hmm. from us just even reading the passages, where he sits up and he's like, he's mine. Yeah. And she goes, I was puzzled. I, I guess maybe it's different if it's literally happening to you in real life and, and you're, you're like, I yeah. refuse to believe in the paranormal. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is we've got decades of horror movies and pop, forget even literally having seen the movie pop knowledge mm-hmm. of the idea of a demon trying to take hold of a person. Right. Wouldn't the reaction be less of like, I was so confused and be more yes. like, I didn't think something like this could possibly happen in real life. Yes. But he just said it. Yeah, totally. By going with the option right. of, I, I, I was puzzled. I tried to understand. It makes it sound more fake because you're like, it wouldn't even occur to me. I don't think about this stuff. Right. When yeah. I, I genuinely think like if Ali sat up and went, she's mine. Yeah. I'd be like, I've heard like Freddy Krueger say that. Right. But here my wife was saying it. Mm-hmm. Like that would be more the reaction. Yes. You would reference the pop culture yes. in there. But I think for somebody who's lying about it to reference pop culture would mm-hmm. almost seem like. Oh, so you're into this stuff already. Yeah. So you're yeah. using pop culture to make up the lie where I'm just, I think it would be a natural reaction. Yeah, yeah totally. It's puzzling. I could, re- I, I bet we could help somebody fake a haunted house better. Yes, we definitely could help somebody fake yeah. a haunted house. Reach yeah. out. Yeah, reach out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.